Welcome to the Masterclass of One with Zig Ziglar Master Coach David Creel. It's called the Masterclass of One because it's about the person David is speaking to, but you can listen and act like David is asking you the questions. Then go and apply them and change your life. If you want to create impact in the lives of others, increase your personal income, and be a more productive and efficient human being, you're in the right place. We're glad you're here. Hello, everyone. David Creel, World's Best Up Legal Coach, with uh, week two of the Transformation Project. Um, today, we're going to talk about confusing activity with accomplishment. Um, and actually, I'm going to read uh, out of my Creating the Impossible book a little quotation that I read yesterday um, from, I'm probably going to butcher whoever this person is, but um, Novalis, maybe, N O V A L I S whoever he or she is learning is pleasurable, but doing is the height of enjoyment. So, you know, oftentimes we get um, stuck where we're always consuming, 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 and we don't actually do. Um, So, like I said, you know, on the webinar, the, the good example is, you know, if you go work out, you know, uh, you know, Julia just started working, re- reworking out again. And, you know, we had a plateau and then it's like, we think the answer is to do more and more and more and more instead of maybe the real answer is maybe doing less, just doing it more efficiently. Um, you know, how many times do we get caught up in the social media game and we've got to make, you know, 27,000 posts a day. And we got to make sure we like and love and comment on all of our friends' Facebook pages. And we got to make sure that our SEO's right. And we got to have a website and a business plan. And, you know, we got to talk to 27,000 people in one day, no questions asked. And uh, we just blow and go from the moment we wake up to the moment we go to bed and we didn't actually accomplish anything all day. You know, am I the only one that struggles with that? No, yeah. not at all. Yeah. So it's what I like in the book. The one thing is this isn't exactly right, but it's close enough. What's the one thing you can do that makes everything else on your list either unnecessary or, um, unnecessary or uh, not important. You know, think like a domino. What's the one domino that you can do that knocks all the other dominoes over uh, without you having to do it? Um, So I've got another story too, but I want to save that for later. Um, Do you have any thoughts or ideas of where you currently are in your life where you feel like you're doing a lot of action and activity, but you're not accomplishing anything. Uh, is there anything uh, in your life that we can work on right now? Uh, like I said, it, you know, for the one thing where makes everything else either not necessary or not important, you know, that one thing that you need to focus on. Uh, is, there, is there anything coming up that, you know, you feel like you're kind of like a rat in a wheel where you just spin and spin and spin and, 
you're not going anywhere or like sitting in a rocking chair, you know, you're moving, but you're not having any forward momentum. So is anything coming up uh, in that area? Yes, for me, it's contacting potential new clients. And um, I plan it. I make a list. I reach out to one or two people. And then I am not as forward-thinking, proactive as I would like to be to be effective and to generate clients. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, hold that thought. Uh, Reggie, you have anything? Um, well, thank you. Uh, that because of what you just shared, I guess I, I just need to, uh, my, the thing that I've been trying to concentrate on for a while is actually just, just this getting into action. Now I'm real, real heavy, real heavy on learning, attending uh, events, I'm real, real heavy with all of that. And I just need to, um, you know, I'm trying to concentrate a lot more on getting into action. When she started talking about uh, clients, I was like, yeah, I need some, I need one. <laughs> I need, you know, I have classes in mind. I was a class I was supposed to be a, not a class, but a, a seminar that I was a seminar workshop that I was going to do based on a book from one of my mentors. Um, the, uh, the chaos to clarity journal. I was going to do a work. I, I have an idea for a workshop. I have enough to act on. I just haven't, haven't done it. So I need to maybe, maybe actually getting that done. And I have, an event that I asked that I put out in the 48 days network uh, community that um, I got some feedback from Dan and um, I've got from, from Dan and two people in the community, uh, Kent, Dan and Kent. And um, I never finished it though. That was a while ago. That may have been a couple years ago, but I, and I wanted to at least finish that. Uh, just to be taking some action on. So I guess those two things actually do that seminar with the, uh, with the book, the chaos to clarity journal and to finish that event that I had uh, started in the 48 days Eagles networks. I guess those are two things that I need to, uh, I, that would fall into that category. Okay. Um, Okay. Uh, okay. Reggie, hold that thought. Julia. So what I heard you say was you're really good at making lists and uh, getting ready to call, but then you don't actually call. Is that kind of what you said? Yes, that is correct. Okay. Why do you think that is? Some kind of hesitancy, some kind of block against reaching out like that okay Reggie what what would you tell Julia if you were coaching her right now what would you tell her in in order what she said about she's really good at making lists 
And when it comes to actually calling, she's not calling. What would you tell her? Um, I, I, it, just, it makes me think about myself. And um, I, I wonder why I do similar things. Like, like I said, I, I, I can take things part way, but why don't we, why don't we follow it through? Is it, are you afraid? I guess I would ask you a question. Do you think it's fear? Are you afraid of something? Julia? I think it possibly might be that. Yes. Fear of rejection. You know, now that you mentioned that, that makes me think about something. Colleen, you know, Colleen Law, don't you? Yes. She did something. She talked about something she did toward the end of last year. She she made it a project to get 300 no's. That was her goal to get 300 no's. And in the process, she got it. But in the process of getting those 300 goals, no's, she got, you know, several new clients in that process. Yeah. Um, uh, do you think that might be something that'd be useful to you? Is that something you might like to try? I mean, even if it's not 300, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, could... I, I am. I am aware of the concept of going for the no and in that, it disqualifies the fear, basically. But in that process, you also do get a few yeses. So, yes. Go for okay. the no. That would be a better goal for me. And we don't, we don't have to wait till we're not afraid. We can do it afraid. Yeah. I, I know that, but <laughs> doing it... It's something different, um, but yeah, um, yeah. maybe maybe you'll do a better job with it than I've done. Okay, Thank so you. that's that's a that's a that's a great that's a great response. Great response, um, Graham. What we're talking about is um, activity versus accomplishment today. Okay, and what's What's the one thing that you can or should or feel like you want to do that would make everything else on the list either unnecessary or uh, not important? Um, Julia said she's really good at making lists, but not super good at following up on that list, you know, actually calling the people. Um Reggie said he's in a mindset of, uh, or not a mindset, a uh, pattern, I guess you could say it, of consuming a lot of content, uh, you know, books, podcasts, journals, but then not actually implementing what is talked about in the, in the, in the course. Um, so that brings another story, two more stories to mind. Uh, that's not what I was going to talk about later. Uh, the first one is uh, there's a lady named Byron Katie who has a book uh, or a process called The Work. And what she says is you can have anything in life you'll want, you want if you're willing to ask a thousand people for it. Because you won't ask a thousand and someone will tell you yes. And then you have to restart the timer you know, restart the counter because there's, there, I guarantee you, if you had a thousand coaching conversations, I promise you, you'd get one. 
I, it, there's there's no ifs, ands, or buts. It's guaranteed. Another uh, story, I'm going to not get all the details correct, but I'll get it close enough. Story goes that back in the day, uh, these soldiers were going to war and the general or the commander or the captain or whoever was leading the leading the show. It was the first day they were going to do live hand grenade training. And he sits there and he says, who's afraid of this live grenade? Now, of course, he's a bunch around a bunch of soldiers. One guy raises his hand and the general looks at him and says, you're the one I can trust because I guarantee you everyone else is afraid here too. They just weren't willing to admit it. So the fear of rejection is real, but tell you what, let's Julia, let's role play. I'm you and you are, um, whoever Jill Smith or whoever you're going to call. Okay. Ring, 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 ring. Uh, uh, Jill, this is Julia. Long time no speak. What's up? Um, hi. Good to talk to you today. Oh, um, you know, just living life and doing my normal thing every day. Okay. So, what are you up to? Are you up to anything big? I'm working on a project to start a, a small business. Oh, okay. Small business doing what? I'm doing some accounting work for sole proprietors and individuals. Okay. So like a VA or no? VA, like a CPA? Uh, No. A virtual assistant. Oh, virtual assistant. Okay. Um, Yeah. Just doing their books for them so that they don't have to keep track of all their receipts and stuff and get it ready for their tax person. Okay. So, um, What's your biggest challenge with something like that? Finding clients. Yeah. How do you find them now? Um, basically, I Google small businesses, and I also have a list from the city and county of um, sole proprietorship firms that are just starting up. So I... Um, I have a list of those and I'm getting ready to contact them to offer my services. Awesome. And what do they generally tell you whenever you uh, offer to help them? Um, That they do it, either do it themselves or they already have someone that they're using. And then what happens after that? Um, I let them know I can make myself available should they need uh, services in the future. And I give them my contact information. And then do you follow up with them in any given time in the future or are they just gone forever? Um, I plan to, I just started doing this about uh, two months ago. So I um, plan to follow up um, after maybe three or four months with each of them. Awesome. Okay. And you have a system in place to do that, to keep track of everyone and their names and what they said and stuff like that? Yeah, I have an Excel spreadsheet. I have them in on and it's dated. 
So I have it sorted by date. Awesome. Um, are you open to a suggestion about what I've heard is effective to kind of get your name known with these people? Oh, certainly. Of course. Please. So go to your uh, Dollar General or Dollar Store, buy a little bitty bowl, uh, like a little, a little bitty bowl, like a little bitty dish. Put your business cards at the bottom of that dish and then put some mints in there and then tell the receptionist, whenever this gets empty, my number's on the bottom on this card, call me and I'll come back and I'll refill your candy jar. So I physically go to their location and do that? Well, preferably. I mean, yeah, okay. uh, it would be, you know, if you're in California and they're in Chicago, that would be a little bit of tough commute to give them five or six peppermints. Yeah, yeah, I'll do it locally. <laughs> the but, laws are, are different in each state, so for some things. So, okay, yeah, I'm doing it locally, so that would work. But then they get to know, they get to know, like, and trust you. That's true. That's and true. would you be, would you be open to having a conversation about maybe other ways I could help, or uh, seeing if you were interested in maybe you know growing this you know, possibly to sell at some point in the future. Would you have a conversation about that? Um, yeah, I'm open to that. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm going to ask the exact same thing, but this time say no. Uh, would you be open to have a conversation to uh, see how I can maybe help in any way, shape or form? Well, I don't think so at this time. Okay. Awesome. Okay. So now we're back to being, I'm being me and you're being you. Okay. So in that exact scenario, that is a real example that you, that could actually work. You know, you now you don't fill it where it's overflowing. You just put a few mints in there. That yeah. way they call you more often. They get to see your face more often. Yeah. But in that scenario, did, did you feel at all pressured when I was you, whenever you said yes, did you feel at all pressured like I was trying to sell you something or was I just trying to there to help? Just offering help. I didn't feel any pressure. Okay. Now, whenever I told you to say no, and you said no in that scenario, because we're talking about your fear of rejection, right? What actually happened? I still felt okay with it. And I felt like you might ask me again and provide, asked if I needed support. Okay, that's correct, but that's way too deep. What actually happened? You just moved on. Graham, what actually happened? Oh, Graham, Graham turned into the Joker on Batman. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, Graham, we'll come back in a minute. Okay, so what actually happened was whenever I told you just to say no, just to see, all that happened was she said words to you. That's it. She said, well, she said no. And we put the story and the meaning behind that. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm a failure. She thinks I'm a loser. You know, all this other stuff. When all that happens is she just told you no. Yeah. Now, 
did I kill over and die when you told me that? No. No. So with the idea of you can have anything you like in life you want, if you're willing to ask a thousand people for it, all it was was she told you no. Like Zig said, failure is an event. It's not a person. Yeah. And as Tom says, you know, it's, what is it? No need, no money, no desire, and no trust. Or what, And there's, I think there's one more and I can't come up with the top of my head. But all she did in that scenario was she just told you no. That's it. Like, it wasn't like she was going to come and, like, knock all your teeth out or, you know, come and drag you by your hair down the street. And no, she just told you no. Okay, hey, no problem. Hey, uh, I'm, that's kind of what I do. So if you'd ever have to have a conversation, reach out and we'll make it happen. Very, very, um, very inviting. Yeah. You know, because she may think, A, she may not know you're a coach to begin with. Yeah. You know, because if you haven't talked for several weeks or months or even years, you know, the last time she talked to you, you might have been doing whatever your CPA work or whatever you were doing. And she's like, oh, I didn't know you were doing that. That's the, that's amazing. You know, um, so it may come as a shock that you're now a coach because she may not have any knowledge of this. Yeah. And she's like, what are you talking about? Like, you're just Julie. No, I'm Julie. Now I've got this special training where I can help you if, if you want the help. And it's, um, it's just very welcoming and inviting, you know? So, and one thing I would encourage you to do is why don't you just make your list one person? <laughs> Instead of 40. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. you're not, you can't call the 50th person. Until you call the first person. Fair. And you can't call the fifth person until you call the first four. Yeah. So I would, if it was, because it seems like to me that maybe you make the list and you kind of maybe get a little overwhelmed. Yeah. Like it's like, oh my goodness, it's going to take me six years to complete this list. You know, so maybe it would just, who's, who's one person you'd like to connect with Tomorrow. Now, tomorrow's a good Friday, so that may not be the best example, but you get the idea. Wake up. Who's who would I like to speak to today? Yeah. And over the course of a whole day, just call one person. Over 90 days, you're going to have 90 conversations, whether they want to take the next step or not. You're still making connections with 90 people. Yeah. But that's something where it's like, like Seinfeld, uh, you know, Jerry Seinfeld, the comedian. Uh, is Seinfeld over there, Graham? You know who that is? Yeah. Okay. He has a deal. He's apparently quite prolific at writing jokes. And he has like a calendar, like an old school calendar, like you put on the wall. And he says, every day I write one joke. One joke, not 50 jokes, not 150 jokes, one. And every day on the calendar, he gets a big red Sharpie and he puts an X on the day when he does his one joke. And when he looks at his calendar, all he's thinking of is, I don't want to break the chain of the X's. You know, I've got 10 or 15 straight. I want to make it one more day. Yeah. 
So maybe, um, maybe that would be something that could, um, a not let you get overwhelmed and there would, I mean, okay. So if they say yes or no, okay. You know, so I'm going to call somebody tomorrow, regardless if they say yes or no, I'm still going to call someone tomorrow. Yeah. Maybe you take off Sundays cause you know, that's your, that's church day, but maybe it's six days a week. You're, you're going to connect with one person. And instead of having a list of 40, cause what if you went through the whole list of 40 by Saturday, then what? Th- then you're going to come up with another list. <laughs> so if you just, I'm going to call, I'm going to connect with Jill Smith today. I'm going to call talk with, you know, uh, Matt Wilson tomorrow and just one person per day. Yeah. You think that's doable? Yes, it's doable. Okay. Awesome. Okay. Now. Um, okay. So are you good for that, for that on, for the moment? I am. Thank you. Okay. Reggie. Yes. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm thinking of how I want to ask the question. Uh, oh, here we go. Julia. Yes. What would you, uh, ask Reggie about what he said about, He's always consuming. He's listening to, you know, podcasts, programs, reading all the time, taking all these uh, courses, but he's not actually implementing what uh, what he's learning uh, or taking action on what he's learning. What would you ask him if uh, if you and him were having a conversation? Reggie, have you written out an outline of a presentation that you are desiring to give? I have not. Well, that's kind of like uh, maybe a yes and no. I have like all kinds of little notebooks that I've done that in, but I haven't done. I haven't done it formally, I guess. Uh, I, I have it. Well, I have it somewhere in one of these notebooks. So I, I've outlined it very, very briefly, but that's all. I don't think that's what you're referring to. I'm looking for a little more developed content that would be presentable at any given time. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. So that's a great question because if you, okay, let me give you a hypothetical, hypothetical scenario. Uh, Reggie, what if somebody told you in the next hour, if you gave your presentation and they're going to give you a million dollars cash. And you had to go all over your house and your room and your car and, you know, look under your shirt, see what you wrote down on a Sharpie and the whole deal. Could you get it all together within an hour and give a presentation on that? I'd probably end up in the hospital at best. <laughs> and <Okay>. would, <laughs> and right, my head well, would explode. Well, so oh. I think that. I think just getting all your stuff in the same spot would make you feel, um, what's the word, Um, a little bit more organized instead of, um, you know, I got some stuff over here and I got some stuff over here and I got some stuff over here and I got some stuff in, you know, two bookshelves over on the third shelf, you know, in this book that's bookmarked and ear, uh, book ear, uh, dog eared. But then you could at least get a, 
like what John Maxwell does, or at least I heard he does, is he has a file. Now, I'm sure his secretary or his hand or whoever does it, he doesn't do it himself, but he used to. What he did was whenever he was going to write a book, he has like a, uh, you know, like a topic, like a, this could be a chapter and this could be a chapter and this could be a chapter and this could be a chapter. And what he does is for the next several days or weeks, anything that even relates to that topic, he adds it to that file. So, you know, uh, what would you, what would your presentation be on, uh, that you're, that you're working towards? Um, let's go with the chaos to clarity journal workshop. Okay. So you could take parts of that and then maybe you hear a quotation or, or you see a quotation or you read a quotation, uh, for the record, uh, like whenever you read a book, um, Whenever you read a book like this one says angels fly because they take themselves lightly. Okay. GK Chesterton. That's a quotation. That's not a quote. A quote is when you go to a job and you say it's this much for this much, or you take your car to the mechanic. It's a quotation. It's not a quote like, Oh, somebody quoted. No, it's a quotation. Okay. Anyways, that's a, that's that one's free boys and girls. Okay. That one's on me. Um, but maybe you have it to where it's maybe it's your bullet points and you just start thinking about, OK, point A, point B, point C, point D, and then start gathering all those resources that you have from all your journals, or whatever, and just start getting them organized where it's like, oh, yeah, OK, that I can go from here to here and then from here to here. And then that way you would seem or at least to me, it would seem like um, you're actually starting to see forward momentum. Uh, that, that's just my, that's just my thoughts. Now your brain may work totally different than mine. Um, but that way, you know, you don't have to go look for all your data for the presentation. It's all in one spot and you can easily access it. That's good. I thank you both. Okay. Thank you both. Uh, interestingly enough, I had something happen to me today that, was exactly that. I'm, I'm in a Christian fellowship at my job. And the first, I'm sorry, the second Thursday of every month, we have an online meeting. A local pastor comes in and shares a devotion. And um, we have a time of prayer and announcements and stuff. And we were having some technical difficulties today. And the pastor who does the, who brings the word, um, he got knocked off. So we were like, okay, now what? And uh, uh, we had two people I wanted to mention to the group that we had two authors, two people who have recently um, published books. And I spoke a little bit about each one and I needed some help from the author of one book, Rochelle. So she ended up talking quite a bit off the top of her head on her book. And I said, well, you know, I'm putting you on the spot tomorrow. But if you'd like to do the same thing, you can. And it blew me away how well prepared she was. She, without a hiccup, she didn't, without a hesitation, um, she went right into it. And um, she, she must have had that prepared some kind of way for, you know, a, a just in case. And um, that's what I hear you all saying. I should be ready to do that. And right now I'd have to get ready. Um but I need to get to the place that I'm ready, like she was ready at the 
that was completely unexpected. She didn't know that was coming at all. That was unplanned. I hadn't talked to her about that, but um, both of them handled it very well. So that's a great point. Uh, so let me show you. Okay. So let me show you like what, when our pastor gets up and speaks on Sunday, he's got something like this on his, uh, on a little post-it note in his Bible. Whenever he turns his Bible, you can see it, but it's a little post-it note. So, it, I mean, how much stuff can you write on a post-it note? It's not like he's got a whole essay, you know, on a little post-it note. What he does is his post-it note looks like this point a point b point c and what he does is he just has the main points he's trying to hit and then he he not riffs riffs isn't the right word but then he plays off those points until he um until he goes but he's also did his homework week before for you know 10 or 12 or 15 or 18 hours or however long he he prepared so it wasn't like this off the top of his head but all he wants is the he knows his material so well that he's going to speak about that he can get the point and then speak about it for two or three or six or eight or 12 or 15 minutes. Then he goes to a second point. He already knows what the subject, the three points, but he's done his research before then and his homework before then where he's, he's ready to go when he stands up, you know, so that may be something that's beneficial just because, Okay, let me ask you. Let me ask you this, because uh, I don't. This is your deal, not mine. How do you feel about the progress you've made so far on uh, this particular uh, project? Um, n- not satisfied at all. I recognize that it's my doing, but not. I don't feel satisfied about it because I went into I went into an event with Marianne. Marianne Renner is the author of the book and my mentor, one of my mentors. Um, I went into the event with her back in February, I think it was. It may have, may have even been before that. I was supposed to come out of that event. Uh, I, was, I was supposed to see clearly at what I was going to, how I could make money from the event. That was the first thing before I even took it. And I thought I had that in place. I had something that I told myself filled that filled that uh, spot, and then um, coming out of the event, I got like I got I added on to the idea, and um, but yet that was months ago, and I so I have I'm not satisfied at all, not satisfied at all. Okay, so unless you're going to come up with a DeLorean and hit a lightning bolt and go 88 miles an hour, there ain't a freaking thing in this whole world you can do about the last two months. It's gone. You can't do anything about the last five seconds, much less the last five, you know, five, five weeks even. So today could be the, the day your whole life changes. You know, now you probably seeing how you have stuff kind of everywhere, which is not a bad thing. It's just you're probably not going to get to be able to get all this stuff together, you know, by 4 p.m. today. You know, but that would also, if you spent some time getting it all in one place, you would have, what would you feel if you had it all in, in one place by, say, a week from today 
or pretty close, how would that make you feel? That would be a step forward, but I still want to uh, that I still wouldn't feel done. I need to uh, what would make what would really make me feel better about that, that particular situation, especially is to hold the event. (laughs) Even if I hold it for free, even if it's like, you know, not the full event, like 15 minutes or something, I need to I need to hold the I need to. Like you were talking to Julia, you know, make one call. I need to have my first event, whether it's just just um, whether it's just a phone call or a Zoom call. Um, it's five or ten minutes, even. I just need to take that step. I feel I don't think I'm gonna feel satisfied until I've actually done that. Okay, so uh, where are you from? Where, what's Michigan. Michigan. Auburn Hill. Okay. Detroit, Metro Detroit. Well, in Texas, I'm sure it's the same in Michigan. You know what we call in Texas a step forward? You know what we call that? A step forward? Progress. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. So even if you take a lot of little bitty steps, you're still going forward. This is true. Okay. So you probably know the stuff well better than you think. Uh, that would be my guess. Uh, so like, what's the, what's the overall theme of the, uh, the webinar or the uh, seminar or workshop or whatever you're calling it? What's the overall like umbrella theme? Um. Pretty much the title of the book. You can move. You you can buy choice. You know, instead of choosing to win, like Tom has in his book, which I, I love that idea too. It probably will come up when I do the seminar. But um, it's you know choosing to take the steps, even if they're small steps, like you just said, to move out of chaos to clarity. And um, it's possible. Okay. I guess stop. the thing. Hold on. Hold on. The, stop right there. Stop. Reggie, maybe it's time for you to move out of chaos to clarity. Yeah, I heard that too. Get the ball rolling. Get the ball rolling. But, I heard it okay, too. So, well, what you heard is more important than what I tell you to hear because that came out of your mouth. I didn't say that. You said that. Yeah, I heard it when it came out of my mouth, too, but go ahead. Yeah, and you were like, oh, I just set that up on a tee, and he's going to hit this 600-foot. <laughs> I mean, dead center. He's going to just kill this thing. Um, okay, what's one of the subjects? Um, there are a lot of different affirmations. The one that by far is a standout for me is possibility thinking. Thinking is the bridge between where you are and where you want to go. Okay. So do you think you could go live on Facebook and just talk about that for two or three minutes? I could. Okay. Well, I know you can, but will you is the question. That's uncomfortable. 
but we got to oh, do on. Oh, hold on, hold on, whoa, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Now we're getting somewhere. So why is it uncomfortable? Um, I don't know. Go going live with going being on a Zoom call with you all that I know and have some type of relationship with is more comfortable, but um, that is uncomfortable. The idea of going live on Facebook is uncomfortable for me. Can't explain all, call to, all why, but it is. Uh, the thought of it is uncomfortable. Uh, okay. So one thing, has thoughts. <laughs> one thing me, the big chicken did, I took my phone and I pushed camera and I pushed video and I had my content and I recorded it on my phone so I wasn't live. And then I uploaded it to Facebook because I could I could edit it or I could do it over again if I didn't like it. And I back in January I did a couple of three to five minute segments, but I recorded it first because I too wasn't comfortable going live because of all the possibilities that could happen and go wrong in my thinking. And so I recorded it and I uploaded it on Facebook. And I did, I uploaded, I recorded them all in the same block of time one evening, but I posted them a day apart about the same time each evening. And it was a teaching out of numbers, five, six, number six, 24 to 27 blessing. But that really did, by doing it in little segments and recording it first, took the live stigma out of the whole post and I got some good response off of it and so that helped me a lot just to do it every once in a while with just a couple of minutes by recording it on my phone and then uploading it so that is one technique I have used to bring more peace to myself thank you for saving me there Julia <laughs> oh. Reggie if Julia wasn't here I was turning that dial up. You're about to start squirming in that chair. Uh, she she rescued you off the hot seat because it was about to get hot for one of us in here. But I was going to say the exact same thing. Make a video. Don't put it where you're looking down. Look at where you're either even with it or you're looking up at the camera. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That gives you more authority. You know, put raise your hand up. Look at any teenage girl that's on on Snapchat or on Instagram, and they always have their phone up, and they're pros, okay? But hit record, do a video. That way it's not live. You can watch it over again, and if you don't like it, don't post it. Make another video. But the good thing is Zig Ziglar said, Anything, oh, let me ask you this. Do you think it's worth doing to get your uh, ideas and thoughts into the world? Do you think it's worth doing? Yeah, because they're actually, uh, somebody might actually, might be able to help somebody with something I know. Might? I have a lot. Might? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a three- I'm a three on that coaching scale. <laughs> Might? I mean, oof. Okay. So, okay. So now that you said that, I don't think it's might. I think it's, it, 
But the deal is, if you've got, if you're coming from a place of service and you just want to help, someone will get the message. Yeah. Okay. But Zig said this, anything worth doing is worth doing poorly until you learn to do it well. For example, okay, years ago, this, when did I do this? This is probably close to 10 years ago, give or take, uh, eight, 10 years ago. I mean, a long time. I decided to go to Toastmasters. You ever heard of Toastmasters? Yes. Okay. So Toastmasters is, is a safe place, safe place where you can get constructive criticism and feedback for you giving a speech. The first talk you give in Toastmasters, or at least the one I went to, was a five-minute speech. Icebreaker. Icebreaker, yes, with no notes. Hmm. But it was about you. You got up and talked to yourself about yourself for five minutes. But what that taught me was more often than not, I mean, almost never am I actually going to die while I'm giving a public speech. I mean, it has happened. Apparently, there's been like two people that have died while they were speaking that I'm aware of. But chances are pretty good. You're probably going to make it. You know, but like Julia said, if you don't want to go live, maybe you build up your being okay speaking in front of the camera muscle and you practice where no one has to see it. No one's going to get on your, whenever you get to the point where you do a live or you post a video on Facebook, no one's going to know that you had 57 trial runs on your phone. No one's going to know that. So there's, there's three talks that you give anytime you're going to give one now like this right here. I didn't know what y'all going to say exactly. So, but whenever y'all said that, it triggers something in my mind. There's the speech you plan to give. There's the speech you give. And there's the speech you wish you would have given when you gave the one you did. (laughs) But here's the deal. No one's going to know you messed up except you. No one's going to know, and they're probably not going to care. So I would, I would take what Julia said, which I was going to say the exact same thing. What can you talk about for two minutes? Yeah. Because here's the thing. I mean, there's seven and a half billion people on the planet, give or take. Okay. Probably combined. On between the four on this call, I bet you we don't have 15,000 Facebook friends combined. I've got maybe 700, maybe. I have no idea. So we probably don't even have now. Graham probably has all the UK on, on his, but even if he does, and we've got, say, on this call, we've got 2 million friends on social media. 
What's 2 million compared to 7.5 billion? I mean, it doesn't even register. It's not even on the scale. But the good thing about that is whenever you post a video, and don't take this the wrong way, this is just the facts, you're not going to have a massive audience of 100 million people where they're going to be criticizing everything you're going to say. You're probably going to have, you know, 15 or 20 people, 30, 50 maybe. But 50 out of all your Facebook friends, I mean, you've probably got a thousand Facebook friends. So it's okay to use your smaller audience now to practice whenever you get a bigger audience. Oh, I've already done this a thousand times. There's no problem. I'm going to hit play and I'm going to go. But that's like the X thing, like I was talking about with Seinfeld. You know, it's maybe you don't do a video a day, but maybe your X is I'm going to do a video a week. One video, three or four minutes. And then you're probably going to realize once you hit play, I mean, once you hit uh, post that more often than not, the sun's going to come up in the east tomorrow. And if the sun doesn't come in the e- come up in the east tomorrow, you're not going to be concerned about your Facebook feed. I promise you. <laughs> Reggie, I would... I would say to you that this is this is quite a hallowed moment, the moment, because I think you yourself have said that you said you heard your own words. And I think I'll leave it with you that you take action on something today because the door to this opportunity has just opened and you just have to walk through it now. You know, and even if you were to do presentation next Thursday for us and we are all on your side we absolutely love you and we want the best for you and we just you know to to be there to hear you at least it gets you on that first step and the journey always starts with that first step and I and I really would love to see you just just make that progress so that you could feel you know what you will feel immense. You will feel amazing after you've done it. So I'll just leave that with you. But I do think this is quite a hallowed time. I do think this is, as you said, as to what happened today at work with the author, etc. It, it's all kind of leading up to that. So just some thoughts there. Thank I'll, you, sir. I'll do you one better. I'll do you one better. Next Thursday is not going to work when we talk about something else. If you want... It don't care if you talk for five minutes. Next Friday on the Power Hour, if you're on the call, the floor is yours. You can do whatever you want. If you want to talk for 20 minutes, if you want to talk for 40 minutes, if you want to talk for three minutes, you want to talk for 45 seconds. The floor is yours and you can have it. Thank you. I appreciate that. The only thing I would say, David, is I have the same attribute as Reggie has in that there will be a genuine reason next Friday that I could actually find for not being there. And so it's one of these things that when we make a commitment to ourselves, we have to, we have to keep it. If it's too big, make it smaller. But whenever we make that commitment, we have to, we have to see it through, so to speak. Oh, trust me. Next Friday, 
if he doesn't come on and talk to us, then we're going to have a totally different discussion after that. Okay. A totally okay. different discussion. So, but look at this in the look, look behind my little thing. Can you see that? Who yeah, I can see I it, not the details of it. Who do I need to be? Oh. Who do I need to be? You. Who do you need to be to be able to give up, stand up and give a two-minute two minute speech? Mm-hmm. Either recorded or live. Because remember, you're not, you're there to serve mm-hmm. someone else. You're not there to take, you're there to give. Now, you can let me know. If you want to do it, you post a video like Julia said on Facebook today, even 30 seconds. That's totally cool. If you come on the call next Friday, unless I hear from you, the floor is yours. You can have as much time as you want. You can Alrighty. use us as a, uh, as a warm live audience. Okay. Appreciate the opportunity. Okay. And I- you're welcome. Reggie, Reggie, I'll join you. I'll go live as well next Friday. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, there we go. Uh, righty. Won't this be uh, a joyous time to be had by all? Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, Graham, I, 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 I don't see your video, but you're still there. So um, what do you, what are you, what area of your life are you confusing activity with accomplishment? Similar to, to Reggie, I think I can be very busy with a lot of different activity where I'm being a sponge and taking a lot of new information and it's all nice, glittery, shiny things. But does it is it actually advancing my business? Is it actually value added? Does it get me customers? Does it get me conversations with potential clients? And so I was challenged. I'm part of the inner circle. And I was challenged. They have this this uh, PDR thing, which is performance and description and review. And and for me, yesterday it was. I do spend a lot of time on non-value adding activity, and so therefore, on Friday I will I will show up. And then I've also got to. I have to by next Thursday, have invited six people for coffees. That is my goal. I have to do that. Just, just, to, just to, hey, you know, send them an email. Hi, I've been doing a, a, a thing. I'd like to catch up, tell you a little bit about it, but more importantly, to find out where you are and how you're getting on after COVID. And so I've got to do that with six for six people. I've got two people so far, and the second one, I'm thinking, mm, how they're going to react immediately. That sort of sense of unease, but. Feel the fear and do it anyway, Graham. If I'm showing, if I'm serving them, if I'm showing care and compassion to them, do you know what? That in itself is worth something. And if I pay for the coffees, fine. Well, yes. And well done on already getting two. Uh, you know, since you said, when's, the, when's your next, you said next Thursday? Next Thursday. Sorry, I've just written it. I've written the two names on the list. I haven't, I haven't got them yet. I haven't even spoken to them. I'm just, I'm such at the embryonic stage. Wait, hold on. 
you, when you said you reached out to two, you mean you have two on your list or you've emailed two already? I have two on my list. I oh. haven't reached out to two yet. I've, I've, I've written their names on paper. Sorry. Okay. 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 I, I misunderstood you. Um, so you don't, you don't have to do six. You get to do six. Right. Cause you don't have to do anything. No. I mean, if, if you don't do it, it's not like the, uh, the inner circle is going to send, you know, the KGB after you and, you know, you're going to be in a bag somewhere. So, you know, but again, it's this, it's this whole thing about holding, holding myself accountable to myself. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm in agreement with you. So would it be better for you to get the six people or would it be better for you to write the email out once Copy, paste, change your name, and send it to the six people. Yeah, sorry, that is it. It's 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 finding the six people who will stand the best chance of accepting a chat, and who would be interested to to find out what's been going on. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's it's. I mean, I think I think today's thing was uh, about um, activity versus accomplishment, and I think. I think the activity that I need is to move out of my comfort zone. And that it's very easy to have a nice soft buffer around about me. And sometimes that buffer needs to come away. And actually just, just, I've just got to do it. I, 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 I get to do it. Sorry. I don't have to do it. I get to do it. Yeah, exactly. But it's also, I don't have a rubber band on me, but we've all seen a rubber band, you know, a rubber band is only effective when it's stretched. Mm-hmm. It, if you just lay a rubber band on the table, it does, it's useless. Yeah. But when you yeah. stretch it, you know, if the rubber band had feelings, he's probably thinking, oh, this doesn't feel all that super great, but now I'm being used, you know? Yeah. Um, it's what so, I was designed for. So what are you, exactly, exactly. So what are you willing to commit to? Um, is, is the assignment to reach out to six people or reach out to six people who possibly could say yes? It's the latter. Okay, but couldn't everyone possibly say yes? Yes, they could. But not they if could. you're not if they're not asked. No. But it's it's this is in my marketing coach, which he, he I've been challenged and I have to do it. I sorry, I've got I get to do it. And I, this is, this is something that suddenly I don't have to worry about because I feel that I'm getting support. I've got the words to say all these other things as well. So I just have to to show a bit of confidence and just, and also not make it about me. This is the other thing is that my mind should not be concerned about myself. Maybe 10% of it should be about me. But ninety percent of that should be about them, and actually preach, preach, remembering, remembering them, what their needs are, and that will then come across in my tone, in my in my way of being with them. Well said. Well said. Amen. So, Graham, well, Graham and Julia and and Reggie. What if it was easy? 
What if it was easy? Yeah. So, okay. So, okay. So Graham, I, I'm going to trust that you're going to, you're going to do what needs to be done by whenever your next date is. Yeah. By next Thursday, I have to do it. Okay. Sorry, I get to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So I'm going to read a quick story to kind of wrap this up. Sometimes we have intentions and sometimes we got to get committed. Okay. When your commitment, the world changes when you're committed. Mm -hmm. I mean, things happen. Like for example, you know, oh, I'm, I intend to lose, you know, 20 pounds by December 31st, or I'm committed to losing 20 pounds by December 31st. So the story goes like this. In 1974, a 24-year-old Frenchman named uh, Philippe, uh, uh, and I don't know what his last name is. I, I, it, my, my app messed up. Philippe whatever our French last name is, I have no idea, uh, walked a high wire illegally rigged between the twin towers of New York's World Trade Centers. Everyone held their breath as he stepped down because the, the, um, the, the towers are, were th- 1,350 feet above the ground. Mm-hmm. There was swaying that morning because of the wind the rain was beginning to fall and it made the wire between the towers wet and slippery. But he stood there for a moment, took a deep breath, and then stepped out of the wire. The night before, his team had shot an arrow across the 200-foot gap between the towers and pulled across a 450-pound steel cable. He used a custom-made 26-foot-long balancing pole Uh he used a custom made 26 foot long balancing pole that morning. He performed for 45 minutes. It, he made eight passes back and forth along the wire during which time he walked, danced, and even laid down on the wire. Uh, and he even saluted the workers below from a kneeling position. Uh, office workers, construction crews, and policemen cheered him on. As he climbed back onto the building, he was arrested by the police. Although the charges were later dropped in exchange for doing a free show and juggling for some kids in Central Park, um, uh, the charges were dropped. A few years ago, author Alan Weiss attended a presentation of the movie Man on a Wire. It's an amazing documentary uh, about that story and about the feat of crossing the wire. Now, someone asked, oh, the guy's name was uh, 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 Felipe uh, Petit, was, I think his name was. Somebody asked him, what was the most difficult part of that? Is it the psychological preparation uh, of overcoming your fear of death. Uh, Petit's reply was fascinating. It's the second step, not the first step. Because when you take the second step, you're committed. When you only take the first step, 
you still are standing on uh, whatever platform you're on to begin with. And it's still solid. So I think all these goals and projects are very attainable because we're, we're, we're trying to think about the smallest possible step you can take for Julia. It wasn't, maybe it's not a list of 40. Maybe it's, I'm going to call one person today for Reggie. It's I'm going to get my stuff somewhat organized in the same place mm-hmm. or I'm going to find a smaller step of that is I'm going to find my stuff and pile it in the corner. And then I'm going to go through it and get it all, you know, and Graham for you, it's find six people and email them. Mm-hmm. You've already got two. So you only need to find four more and then send the exact same email, but change their name. Simple, mm-hmm. simple. Brilliant. So just remember that story about the tightrope walker. We can take the step, but we're not, our intention is to take the second step. But when we take the second step, you're officially committed at that point. Because now you're, you're, if you mess up, you're, you're falling, you know, but you can't take the third step until you take the second step. And you can't take the second step until you take the first step, no matter how small it is. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Y'all good cool. today? Thank you all very much. Thank you guys. Okay. Julia. Uh, see you next Thursday. Yeah. Yes. Uh, one, one last thing for Julia. Um, yes. Another mentor gave me some advice once he told me uh, this was Pat Flynn. One per help one person get one result. That might might be helpful to you. Um, help one person get one result. And that's kind of what I'm going to be having in mind when I make my video. Help one person get one result. Very good. I like that. Thank you. Oh, and we had another shift. Graham rightly pointed out that you had your own shift. You just had another one. Earlier when I asked you, why don't you do a Facebook Live? You were like, uh, I don't really think so. But then you just said, just now, you said, when I make my video, not if I make my video. So, in the, in the famous words of Jim Rohn, isn't that good information? <laughs> Folks, all the very best. We'll see, y'all, we'll see y'all next week. Have a great evening. David has been a coach basically his entire life. He was made to coach people. He loves seeing people transform their lives through coaching. It's been said that it takes a coach to get you to a place inside yourself that you can't get to by yourself. It's also been said that you're only one conversation away from a completely changed life and that nothing ever happens outside of a conversation. If you'd like to have a conversation with David about where you currently are in life and where you want to go, reach out to him at davidcreel.com.